Hey, James. Hi, Jess. How you doing? I am well. Great to see you. Great to see you too. I'm excited to um, have this conversation with you. We've had a few conversations since we met um, about you, your work, your experiences, about all the great stuff you're doing at Luna. We normally call this thing Article 23, and we were talking about that a little before. That's because of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, and that is all about your right to work, which is important for us, and I know it's important for the work you're doing, work designed for life at Luna. Why don't you tell us a bit more about you, Jess, and also about the work that Luna does? Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm Jess Pagoni. I'm co-founder and CEO of Luna, as you mentioned. Um, Luna is an HR technology platform. We help people first, companies, as well as um, managers, leaders, people leaders, to offer personalized employment to their team um, in order to better attract, engage, retain, and really just getting down to that, like, you know, we can personalize so many things in our world today from our coffee orders to medicine. Why aren't we or why can't we personalize our employment arrangements? And that's, and that's really what why Luna exists and, and why we're, we're really focused on this concept of work designed for life. I love that. Well, that's, that, that, that's, a, that's a pro explanation um, of, of an amazing platform, Jess. Today, we're going to talk more on this topic, really, about the human workplace, the what, the why, how, um, and the right now, basically. I think that works really well with what both of us are trying to do from different angles in our businesses. Um, and with the impact that we have on people. At MOI, we often think about things as N equals one, N equals few, and N equals many. We're trying to think about that absolutely personalized experience, like you said, then when that comes together in teams of a few, and then how that goes across whole organizations. Do you want to start with what the human workplace means to you? In terms of the, the you know, just like the human workplace, I, I have to say, and it's, it's almost like the broken record. Everyone's talking about you know, how COVID has transformed the workplace and just people's perspectives in general. We now can take a step back and say, what actually is important to me, like a human in the workplace? What, is in, what do I value? What do I want to prioritize? We got off that hamster wheel so to speak. And it was just so habitual. We were just kind of getting up, going to our office, doing our thing, coming home, and then living our lives sort of separate there. Um, and now with it all integrated, I think this great reflection has been an opportunity to say, I am a human and I like to interact with other humans at work. And, and just this really like basic realization that we all need different things at different times. So you know, I'm a mom of three young kids, like flexible hours schedule. I was one got off to preschool this morning, one started kindergarten last week. Like drop-off times are not convenient for a working parent at all. But like it's important to me on especially those first days that I'm I'm there and I'm in it. And and that's part of like that's me. That's that's part of my own needs and and priorities but that that James might be very different from from yours and what you have going on and it's all okay and actually it's all great like let's celebrate what everybody has going on because it's going to enrich our work and our lives collectively so I, I love your n equals one 
n equals three, n equals many, because it's not, you know, at the at the personal level, it is it is what's important to to me as an individual or you as an individual. But then it's like, okay, now how does that work as a team? How are we going to make it kind of jive together? And it, that's it's an integral aspect to how Luna it, it has been created for managers to have that visibility to say, where is your team right now in terms of priorities? What are their preferences? And how then do you make that like connect to your business goals and strategy? And how can you execute in the best possible way for that that group as well as for those individuals. So I love, I love the awakening we've all been through. And we, we can now say like, I get that you've got kids and cats running behind your Zoom screen. And I like it. I like that I can, I can relate to people on this different level and maybe now approach work a little bit differently too, as a result. And I think the human connection part is really interesting because I think um, now coming back into an office more, I've been in one for a while, but now in New York, it's even kind of bigger and it's definitely feels um, like people are getting back to an office, at least in some hybrid format. And um, what's interesting is I feel like we've forgotten for a second on how to interact with each other. So there's the, do I wear a mask, not a mask, I'm vaccinated, not vaccinated, all of the above, that's okay. But the meeting a stranger saying hello thing shouldn't have gone away. But here I'm like, wow, do I say hi? Do I say it now? And if you leave it too long, it's too late. Feels weird. Now it's been, you know, those sorts totally. of things. Totally. <laughs> I know. I have been joking for the last little while. If we have if we have even any personal social plans, I get home and I'm like, I need to just lay down on my face for a little while. I didn't, I don't know how to like go out and like really socialize and engage anymore. But I hear you in the office setting. It's like, what do we do? Do we do we bump elbows? Do we <laughs> Do we wave? Do we, you know, get our smiles going so everyone can see under our mask that we're smiling really hard to make sure people know that we we are, you know, trying to be friendly. But it also, I think, is like this base level of connection now that it's like we nobody really knows. It's kind of like it's okay to be awkward now. The other thing is, you know, it's not all on them. It's also on you to build that kind of bridging connection. And they're probably, I hope that those people in the shared office are thinking the same way, like that guy's new, haven't said hi to him. Oh, I should do it. And hopefully it'll be this awkward. Oh, I meant to say hi, I meant to say hi, we didn't do it, whatever. The introverts among us would be like, oh, like, you know, they they probably, they've probably been here and I just didn't notice or something. So, but I love what you're suggesting of like, you know, if everyone could just say, hi, nice to see you. And here's my name as a reminder, because if you were here before, then it's probably been a while and we're all kind of getting back to it. So maybe, maybe the charge is everybody just reintroduce yourself and remind people where you're working, what you do, who you are, and maybe comfort level with things as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we've done a bit of why the human workplace matters so much. We've done a bit of the how We've had a couple of kind of cheeky ways there. Do you think there's anything we missed on how people should go about it? I would just say it's easy to get back into routines and mm -hmm. um, the hamster wheel I mentioned earlier. So for, especially for leaders, remembering that empathy and also the, something we talk a lot about at Luna and built and kind of core to our process is that what you need, you know, for one quarter or one year is going to change. So I think just 
keep checking in, keep engaging with people and saying, well, like, where are you right now? What's important to you right now? What do you have going on right now? Because lives evolve, priorities evolve. It's all changing pretty constantly. And, and it's easy to just feel like we're in quicksand, but try to pretend like it's solid ground and say, okay, nope, this is the path forward forever. It's going to keep changing. So I think just, just reminding people that, you know, have empathy and remember that um, people are going to continue to be navigating just this, this next normal and remember that we're all people and that we've got different things going on. I, I love that too, Jess. I think that's absolutely awesome. And I think one of the things we've been thinking about a lot and talking about a lot at MOI is we'll be worried as a business if we don't believe human beings are all about, we're here to grow. And so if for a moment that comes into question and through COVID, to be honest, it probably did for people at moments in time. And that's also very normal and very human. Um, but ultimately, we're seeking growth, if you like. And also, our lives are about momentum and change. And so it's not something that's stationary. We're looking at what we're doing next, how we're growing, the career experience, the different job, life moving, kids, you know, whatever it is, all of the above. Um, we need to be planning around that. But it's very, very unlikely that you'll have a career from day one till wherever it ends up. And it's exactly the same all the way through. I don't think that exists. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. James, I'm curious in your, in the data that, that MOI collects with your customers, mm. kind of your culture index, is belonging something that's become like increasingly important? Like what, like, what are you seeing or what would you say we all should be looking at in terms of, of metrics from a culture standpoint? I'd be really curious. A big part of what we do is called the MOI culture dashboard. We look at belonging at the center of what we do. We're really convinced through our research work, through the data that we're observing that engagement is good, really closely linked to productivity, and there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But in this day and age, as you said, the sort of next normal that we're going to go through at work, we know that feeling of belonging uh, is what enables you to do your best work to grow for momentum as a human being. We look at belonging with a few different elements around it because we know that culture um, which is also ultimately what we're trying to measure, um, isn't just one score or one number that we should be looking at. It's kind of complicated. Humans are kind of complicated. Um, we look at a few things. We look at diversity and identity. We want to know who's in the business, who's part of our organization, whatever we're doing. We also want to know what matters to them. So we ask people, what, which of the, these things apply to you? And then can you weight that for us? Tell us what actually matters in all of that, Jess. You've told us a bit about you. We think that's really important. Um, that's understanding diversity and then some of the conditions to create inclusion. We look at belonging. So what um, matters to you across things like purpose, relationships, agency, accountability, um, psychological safety, uh, fairness, a whole range of really important things, growth. We look at that and then say, is that experience that people are having of our culture, what is it? And also, how is it different based on different groups of people? What does that all look like? What we also look at is how are people working together or not? and in what ways or not, uh, across areas or not, uh, within teams, et cetera. And we do that through kind of social and network mapping. And so people have, understandably, I'm, I was a little bit the same when we really started diving into it. Wow, I don't wanna be the person that's not well connected. That to me would be terrifying. I hope that that's not the case, 
Um, but we're finding it once people kind of go, let's use this for good, which should always be the intent of this kind of work. There are some amazing things you can look at. How are departments interacting? How are business partners of one area to another interacting? Um, where does that work really well? What surprises us in bits of that? So that's our social mapping. And then the final part that we look at increasingly is a kind of core set of human capital data and what really matters. And what's interesting to see, there's been a bit of talk here in the States with Biden, et cetera, with the government at the moment um, around things like non-disclosure agreements, non-compete agreements. They're sort of getting into a bit of labor stuff, which is interesting. They're the sorts of things we look at in our human capital data. We want to know what are signals in an organization, not names and numbers and obviously breaching things um, like non-disclosure agreements, et cetera, or deeds of release, as we call them back home, or hush agreements, as they're sometimes called. Um, but we want to know patterns of behavior. We think that's pretty important from a cultural perspective. So it sounds like that's coming along as a big discussion here in the States. It is back home. And this sort of collective picture of information is how we understand culture um, and how we understand humans at work. Wow, like so much to unpack in that. And I, I, I love what you said that culture is complicated, you know, humans are complicated. I think maybe that's why you and I love these <laughs> topics so much, because if it wasn't complicated, it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't feel like a challenge or a good problem to help solve. Um, but I, um, I appreciate the perspective and, and definitely the, the ability to kind of take that higher level view, like that macro level visibility within an organization and say like, what, what is the connectivity and what, how are we creating this sense of belonging at the core? So thank you for sharing. I, lo I love it. And I, and I feel like so much of the data we're measuring in Luna as part of people picking their, their preferences and choices at points in time for periods of time connects into what you're talking about. So we'll have to have a separate discussion to, to go deep on like how we draw the lines from our data into your data and how they impact one another. So it would be a fun exercise. So if you had to give like one piece of advice or like a tactical thing for someone to do right now um, in order to, to amplify like humanness at work or to just really focus on culture and the, the, the roots of culture, what would you suggest? Like what's something you would say? Let me, let me throw it out there and we'll see what you think of it. Culture's not up to someone else. And so you can easily go, wow, like I'm not having a good experience. Something's happening. But what did you do about that? Um, we hear those sorts of things a lot. We also hear I'm having a great experience. And when you look at the person, you see them making warm connections out to the new person that joined or whether they're on the other side of the world or whether they're sitting next to your remote or whatever it is. And so whether you're doing great, whether you're struggling a bit, what are you doing to take a step forward to build a momentum in your workplace that helps create culture? Because it's by you, it's not done to you, it's created by you. So take a step. That's what I would say every time. That's a great answer. It, it really <laughs> is because everybody has a piece of culture. It's not something that the, the powers that be in an organization sets and that it, you know, everyone just kind of robotically follows. It is this kind of amoeba that's shaped by the people within within the organization. And, and I love that you're saying, lean into it, make it what you want it to be. Um, and you have some control there, um, even if maybe sometimes it doesn't feel that way. So I, it's great. Totally. Would you give, would you have an answer for that one, Jess? I think, I think I, I'd maybe go back to something I said a, a, a few moments ago, just the, the empathy side of things. We're really trying to remember that 
we don't always know what everybody has going on and um, and recognizing that it's not we're not static. So and I think that connects to your answer, even in a way that this is like lean into the culture side of it, really think about how are your people experiencing work? How is your team? How are your peers? Anyone that you're working with? And, and not being afraid to say like, you know, how are you doing? Are things going well? Or is it is work set up in a way that's gonna work for you right now? And if not, let's talk about a way to make it all work. I think that's a great answer too. And I feel like you're right. I think they're well aligned. And um, do you know how we normally sign off the podcast side of this on our side, Jess? It'll make you laugh. I have no pressure to do it. We normally say that's a big moi from us, like blow a kiss. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to do this. I'm so excited. All Morning, right, ready? Morning. Yep. That's a big mwah from us. Mwah. (laughs) Love your work. Thanks, Jazz. (laughs) Bye. Thank you, James. Talk to you soon. Bye. You too.